This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Today is the Rechaim HaKadosh's Yard Site, Rechaim Benatar. And what better day to talk about Kedusha and the Yard of the Rechaim HaKadosh. Like the Rechaim HaKadosh writes in Parsh Sachar Emois, Kishyaskim is Yisrael, Vazdavik v'Hashem Alekai Yishleit Metivoy. So, every year, she asked him, Ish Yisrael, the Stabak Vashem Alikoi, every year is able to be a Shailat Petivoy. We should take this Avtoka of the Rechaim HaKadosh and be able to talk about this Today is partially sponsored by Nishmas Revisopim and Yaakov, and there's still sponsorships available. Whoever wants to be Mishnah, it's much appreciated. I want to thank Rabbi Gladstone for coming out and uh, from his busy schedule to come out to Pesayik and to be Mahanas with the Vitaire Mesa Shem, we should be talking about us and we should all be able to elevate ourselves and become closer to the Rabbi Shem. Okay, good morning everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Thank you Rabbi Kraus for the warm introduction. Piggybacking on what Rabbi Kraus mentioned, that's the uh, yard side of the Archaim HaKadosh. Archaim HaKadosh says that in Mitzrayim, we were on the brink, we were about to fall into the Sharnun. And... Archaim HaKadosh says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu intentionally orchestrated that Klal Yisrael should fall, 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 fall until they get at the brink of the Shar Nun. And the reason for that is that every Shar of Tumah has Kedusha to it. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted that we should be able to extract every last spark of Kedusha that was in Mitzrayim, by Yenatsulas Mitzrayim. So if we would have left, let's say, after the Shar Menzayin, then we would only be able to extract, let's say, Kedusha from the first 47 Sharim, but we wouldn't have been able to extract any Kedusha from Shar Memches and Shar Memtes. So Rebbein Shalom left us in Mitzrayim just enough so that we could extract even the Kedusha of the Shar Memtes. No, why did Hashem let us extract the Kedusha of the Shar Nun? Says our HaKadosh, because there would be no way to get out. How are you going to extract yourself from the Sharnun? But says the Archaim HaKadosh, that's before the Torah was given. After the Torah was given, says Archaim HaKadosh, it could be that you could fall to the Sharnun and you could still extract yourself through the Kayach HaTorah. Now the Archaim HaKadosh doesn't identify, is there any place, is there any time in world history that we fall into the Sharnun? But I think the United States of America is making a very uh, strong case for itself. You know, it is July 4th, so we want to uh, speak about the greatness of the Golden Medina. I think they may be vying for the opportunity that we could still reach the Shar Nun and yank ourselves out with the Kayach HaToyra. 
We're approaching the Bein HaMetzarim, we're approaching the three weeks. And the Sifrei Chasidus tell us, Anyone who pursues HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be able to achieve closeness to Hashem, Kedusha, specifically during this time of the year. In other words, even though it's the summertime, and the Nesyoinos of Kedusha are very difficult, and in all likelihood, what the average man has to encounter on a summer day could be is more challenging than what anybody in a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago would have to encounter their entire life. I mean, what's available on one device, what's available walking down one street, perhaps is more overwhelming than what somebody would have to encounter an entire lifetime in earlier generations. But at the same time, at the same time, the opportunities for Kedusha then are commensurate with that. So I'd like to share with you today a number of strategies of how to deal with the challenges of Kedusha in our time. So uh, I have to say that many of these ideas I've mentioned before, many of them I haven't mentioned before. I have never given this shir before, so you have the zchus to be the first uh, audience to hear this uh, corpus of material. And Shabib Siyata Deshmaya. Okay, so somebody is faced with a challenge in Inyane Kedusha, and they could choose either to uh, give in to the Yetzirah, give in to their temptation, or to try to overcome. So we have to understand a little bit the psychology of how the Yetzirah persuades us, convinces us, entices us to give in and perhaps to look. Very often what the Yetzirah does is he says, okay, there's a certain Re'iyah that you could experience, so just do it. It's very quick. Nobody's going to know. It doesn't take that much time. Take a look, enjoy it, and move on. You know, the Yitzhara perhaps will want to slip it in. You know, nothing will happen. It takes, it's very quick. It's less than Toch Kedei Dibor. It's, uh, maybe it's not the Shir even. It's, it's not even a Shah. It's not even a moment. Sometimes what you need to do is you need to slow things down in real time and sort of recognize that there's a certain opportunity that's coming your way. Slow it down. And the following eights uh, many have found to be uh, very powerful. There's a very important Yisrael that is brought by Rabbeinu Bechai in Parshas Yisrael. Rabbeinu Bechai brings, we know, Minog Yisrael, every Jewish woman when she lights Nero Shabbos, why exactly she's waving her hands like this? That's, you know, beyond my pay grade. Nobody knows the answer why exactly they're going like this. What are they receiving? What are they being makabel? The only thing she needs to do is not look at the candles so that she can make the bracha. And then she sees, so, so it's somewhat overlasiyah. Uh, so what exactly these motions are? I'll leave it to bigger and greater people than myself. Nobody ever told me a good answer to that. But be it as a may, Rabbeinu Bechayi says that a woman is mispalel at the time she lights in Ere Shabbos. Why does she do that? Says Rabbeinu Bechayi, Ki ha-tfila yoyser nishmas b'shas asiyas ha-mitzvah. Tfila is more 
accepted at the time of the performance of a mitzvah. And when a woman lights Ner Shabbos, she's Mekayim a mitzvah, perhaps even Doiraisa. And in the merit of her performance of a mitzvah, the tefillah is neskabel, becomes an esratzayin. This is a yisoid we find in the Rishonim. That at the time of the performance of a mitzvah, da'iraisa, it's an esratzayin and it's a time for a tefillah to be neskabel. By the way, I saw the same yisoid in Rabbeinu Yoyna in the Sefer, Sefer Hayira. Rabbeinu Yoyna writes, anytime you give tzedakah, it's a mitzvah da'iraisa. At that moment, you should be mispalel for the spiritual well-being of your children. Why? You're mekayim a mitzvah. It's an ace ratzayin. It's an ace ratzayin. Take advantage of the opportunity to be mekayim, uh, to, to, to be mispalel for what you need. So we see this is an idea we find by Ner Shabbos. We find it by Tzedakah. The Bnei Yisachar composed the tefillah to say when you light the Nerois of Chanukah for the same reason. It's, an, it's a mitzvah and therefore take advantage of it to, to uh, be mispalel. By the way, the Chafetz Chaim writes, you know, many people, they, uh, they bench, and they may even say benching with a lot of kavana, and they say the, four, the first uh, brachos of Berches Hamazain with kavana, and then they get up to Harachamon and they remember from their yeshiva days that Harachamon is not that important. So they take advantage of this great limud as much as possible, and that's the time they choose to do whatever they need to do. And the Chavetz Chaim says it's a big mistake. Why do we say Harachamans after Berches Hamazain? Because Berches Hamazain is a mitzvah da'iraisa. If it's a mitzvah da'iraisa, it's an ace rotzain. So therefore, the Chachamim appendaged as many bakoshes as possible to take advantage of this ace rotzain of Berches Hamazain. So we see there are many examples of this principle. When you're Mekayim a mitzvah da'iraisa, it's an ace rotzain. Be it at um, Nero Shabbos, be it Tzedakah, be it Birchas Hamazah. So it could be after, you know, you have a Gishmaka Seder, you learn something, you need something, that's the opportune time to be Mispalo. You don't have to wait to get some kind of random text that it's the yard side of someone you never heard of to be Mispalo. Every day, you learn a Blat Gemara, you Mekayim Mitzadai Raisa, Ein Lecha Eis Ratzan Gedai Lamizah. So I once saw Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein brings that he heard from Rav Aaron Rata, the Shoymer Amunim Rebbe, that if at the time of the Kiyam of a Mitzvah Dairaisa, it's an Ace Ratzayim. So the Shoymer Amunim said like this, so if you're walking down the street and you're faced with a temptation of an improper, immodest gaze, and now you're struggling with the Yitzhahara, should I give in or should I overcome? So instead of letting the Yitzhahara just slip it in, stop for a moment and recognize that This is a mitzvah da'iraisa of not to give in to the Yitzhah like any other mitzvah da'iraisa, like Talis, like Tfilin, like Berches HaToyra, like Shema Yisrael. But this is a mitzvah da'iraisa that takes Hiskabrus Hayitzar. How many times a day do you have an opportunity to mekayim a doiraisa that it's very difficult? Shema, you know, I don't think most people find it too difficult. Maybe Shabbos morning, you know, davening, uh, probably in Passaic, they, they daven by the early Zman. There are parts of the world that, you know, they're not as careful. 
So maybe Shabbos morning, it's difficult. But for the most part, Shema, Talis, Tefillin, the Doiraisas that you do every day, they're not that difficult. But if somebody's faced with a temptation, so stop for a moment. Recognize this might be the most difficult Doiraisa you perform the whole day. It's a Doiraisa that requires this Gabros Hayetzer. And it could be, maybe you need something in your life. Maybe somebody that you know needs a Rafur Shalema. Maybe someone that you know needs a shidduch. Maybe somebody that you know is waiting to have children. So take advantage of, the, of this opportunity. It's a tachbula to fight the Yitzhahara. I'm not into school ice. It's a psychological way to battle the Yitzhahara. Yitzhahara wants you to slip it in. So stop for a moment. Recognize the opportunity you have. Tell the Yitzhahara, it's not worth it right now for me to give up this opportunity. To take a look, if I could take advantage to be mispalo for something that I need. By the way, I would humbly add that imagine if somebody had the opportunity to be mekayim another da'iraisa. Because if there's a da'iraisa, not to look at something immodest, then certainly there's a very great mitzvah to avoid being in the situation in the first place. Because that's always the biggest tachbula. The best way to avoid the the best way to fight the Yitzhahara is not to not to meet him in the first place. So let's say someone had a device and they had the opportunity to put something on that device that they don't have to see things they don't want to see. Can you imagine what kind of doiraisa that is? I mean that, that's gotta be a doiraisa. If not looking one time is one doiraisa of Sasur, imagine doing something to protect yourself not to see hundreds and thousands of things. I would venture to say that that moment might be one of the biggest ace I wasn't asked to say this, by the way, <laughs> might be one of the biggest ace rutsoin in your whole life. That would be a very opportune time. To be mispalel for what a person needs, and bezos Hashem, all the tefillah should be niskabel barachamim of ratzayim. So that's uh, tachbula number one. Recognize that at the opportunity that somebody is faced with a challenge of kedusha, it's an ace ratzayim. Number two, there's a very incredible principle that I think is not so well known. The Gemara tells us in Masech Danida, the Gemara is picturing for us, is illustrating, what is an embryo like, what is a child like in his mother's womb? So the Gemara says, you know, it's good times. Those were, those were the days, as they say. The Gemara says, he's like an envelope, he's folded up. The Gemara tells us his head is between his knees, his mouth is sealed shut. The navel is open. He eats what the mother eats, drinks what the mother drinks, doesn't release any excrement. The kivan sheyatsal aver oilam niftach hasasam. Says the Gemara, v'ner doluk al There's a candle on the kid's head. V'roya meisoyf ha'oilam ad He could see from one end of the world until the end of the world. Very interesting. How this baby is able to see from one end of the world to the other end of the world, the eyes are closed. How, how could the child see from one end of the world to the other end of the world with the eyes closed? The Gemara quotes a Pasuk in Eoi, 
Then the Gemara says, what happens? The Malach comes, the Malach teaches him Kala the baby is born, the Malach taps him on his mouth, which by the way, the Nesiva says it means on his mind, because people don't remember things on their mouth, they remember things in their mind. Piv is a reference to the mind. The Malach taps the kid on the mind, and Umeshakhoi Kala so you got the story? The baby Bimei his eyes are closed, he knows Kala He can see from one end of the world to the other. The baby is born, the Malach comes, taps him, and he forgets the whole Torah. So how do we explain this? How does the baby see from one end of the world to the other? How does the baby know Kala So there's a Yusoid that the Hafla writes in his Hakdama to... There should be a hey at the end of Hafla to the Sefer Hafla Masech Dixubas. And the Chsam Soifer quotes this in many, many Mekoymais. And the Yisoyed that Rabbi Pinchas Horowitz sets forth is that every human being has two sets of eyes. You have Ene Gashmi, you have physical eyes. You have Ene Ruchni, you have spiritual eyes. And they work conversely. The more the physical eyes are open, the less the spiritual eyes operate. The more the physical eyes are closed, the more the spiritual eyes operate. Says the Hafla, the baby's eyes are closed. Not only are they closed, they never saw Ria Gashmis Miyamav. So the baby's eyes were never exposed to the emptiness of this world. So his spiritual eyes are open wide. He could see from one end of the world to the other. They say the briskarov could see 50 years in advance. There's a certain idea that they're ene haseichel, they're ene ruchni, and they're ene gashni. And in order to understand Torah, you need ene ruchni. And the more the Ene Gashmi are open, the less your Ene Ruchni operate. And the more a person sort of looks around and takes in all the sights of this world, to that extent they are incapacitated in seeing in the spiritual realm. To that extent they're incapacitated from navigating the Yam HaTamud. To that extent they're incapacitated from seeing the Yad Hashem in this world. And the more a person disciplines their physical eyes, the more they could see in the spiritual realm, the more they see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world, the more they understand the Torah. They work conversely, hand in hand. So the baby never saw Re'iya Gashmis. The kid could see from one end of the world to the other. The kid knows Kal HaTorah Kula. You know, learning, knowing Torah is not just Limud and Chazara. Although that's, that's the bulk of it. A good chunk of learning is Kedusha. You know, you, you, we all know of Tzadikim that they see what's going on in this world. They see. I remember uh, my, I had an Elta Zayda, my great-grandfather, my grandmother's father was the last Rav of the city of Sachachav. He wasn't the Rebbe, he was the Talmud of Shem Shmuel. He was the last Rav of the city, before the, he was killed in the war of Segera. He had a Chavrusa, I think in Chachmi Lublin, a, a Mekubal, his name was Rabbi Yitzchak HaKohen Hoberman, the Tzaddik of Ranana, the Ben La Ashri. He was a big Mekubal. He was blind. 
This Makkabah was blind. He had his eyes were white. Okay? <laughs> there was nothing in the there was nothing there. My father went to see him. He said, Oh, you look exactly like your Zayda. He couldn't see. He couldn't. There's an idea when you're physical, the Khaiza of Lublin. There's an idea. The more your eyes are closed to the physicality of this world, the more the Ene Haseichel are dominant. By the way, you know, we can mention, B'nai Yisachar brings that every month of the year corresponds to a different sense, a different chush. The chush of Chodesh Tammuz is the chush HaRe'iyah. The chush of Chodesh Av is the chush HaShmiyah. It's interesting, Api HaDegolim, Ruvain is Keneged Tammuz. So you have Yehuda, is Nisan, Yisachar, is Iyar, Zavulan, is Sivan, and Ruvain is Tammuz. That's why the Bnei Yisachar says, Leo says, Kira Hashem Ba'anyi. Hashem sees, it's the month of Re'iyah. That's why the Miraglim were sent out on Chavtes Sivan. The majority of their Ure'eyes Ha'ares is Chodesh Tammuz. Mashiach Kein Chodesh Av is connected Shimon. Shimon is Kishama Hashem. The Miraglim come back in Av and Vatisa es Koylam. So the Klai Yisrael hears. But this is the month of Re'iyah. Furthermore, the Arizal writes every month of the year corresponds to another Ever. Tammuz is connected the right eye. Av is connected the left eye. That's the Pshat. Eini, Eini, Yardamayim. Eini, Oilala, Lenafshi, Mikobanoisiri. Of all the Avarim of the body, the ones that give us the most trouble are the Einayim. So the Bnei Saskar says, Ayin is 130. The two Einayim is 260. And the rectification begins this Shabbos. Pinchas Eliyahu, Pinchas is 208. Eliyahu is 52, 260, Pinchas Eliyahu, Keneged Ayin Ayin, which is 260. That's why by Moshe Rabbeinu, Vayar Hashem Kisar, Sar is 260. Moshe saw, we're in big trouble. Sar, the two eyes of Tammuz and Av. I could take care of any other month. I have no way to correct Tammuz and Av. Sar, 260. Therefore, Shlach Nabiyad Tishlach. Tagnan Semenuziel says, says Pinchas and Pinchas, Eliyahu. Pinchas Eliyahu is the Begamachia 260. He can rectify Tammuz and Av. So we see this time of the year is the time we should be uh, thinking about being Mesakein, our eyes. The second Tachbula. Now this one, you've got to be on a Madrega for it to work. Second Tachbula is like this. So you're faced with an Esayan. So your brother saying, you know, I'm, the learning is not so easy for me. I need Siyata Deshmai in my learning. I'm going to be Meskabra, my Yetzer, Laman Shemai, do me a favor. Please give me Siyata Deshmaya. I want to see you in this world. I want to recognize you in this world. I want to understand my learning better. By closing your eyes to Re'iya Gashmis, the Enei HaSeichel are opened. That's the way the world works. This is the teaching of the Chassam Soifer and the Hafla. So if you have an ambition, if you have a desire to open up the Enei HaSeichel, so then America is a great place for you. Because you have many, many opportunities. The best opportunity is to avoid them. But if you can't avoid it by being misgaber on your Yetzer, it's a great, uh, a great segula, a great zuchus for the re'iyah 
Ri'iyas HaSeichel to open up. Number three, this is the one that works the best. So we know in Tefillin, there's, there's a hair that sticks out of the, of the Tefillin Shel Reish. What kind of hair is it? What is it made out of? It's made out of a calf, an egel. So the Radvaz, Rabbi David ben Zimra, who's the Rebbe of the Ari, he wrote a sefer of Tamei HaMitzvah Yisal Pi Kabbalah. He says the reason for the seyar that sticks out of the Tzolon Shoroish is you need to give Shoichad to the Satan. You need to give, you have to throw the Satan a bone. So if the Satan's going to know that you're about to put on Tzolon, he's not going to let you put on Tzolon. You know, the, the Rabbeinu B'chai says that Tefillin Shel Roish is Keneged the Shechina resting on the Kodesh HaKadoshim. So Tefillin Shel Roish is Kemat, one of the, uh, one of the holiest activities you could, could be involved in. I remember one time, I had my Tefillin fixed. And I had to borrow a pair for a few days. And I was so excited to put on Tefillin. I think this was going to be the best Hanochas Tefillin I ever had. I remember I was, I was strapping the thing, and then the Kesher snapped. You can't just be Mekayim Mitzvah. You think you could just be Mekayim Mitzvah? You have to have a Zuchus to be Mekayim Mitzvah. You know, you have to... Hashem has to keep the Satan at bay for you to be Mekayim Mitzvah. So if you're just going to be Mekayim Mitzvah Tefillin, there's no way the Satan's going to let it happen. So what do you have to do? You have to throw the Satan a bone. So therefore, Chazal say... You put a little hair, this in the Tzon Shorosh. It looks like the hair of an Egel. So the Satan thinks, oh, you know what you're doing? You're reminding Hashem of the Chet Egel. Okay, Gesundheit, go put on your Tzvillin. Says the Radvaz, you need to do this when it comes to every mitzvah. It's called Shoychad Satan. Now how exactly this operates, the Michtam Elio explains in very simple terms. He says the spiritual world parallels the physical world. In the physical world, based on the laws of physics, if you take a hatchet and you exert force with it, whatever you're exerting force on will exert an equal counter force. Those are the laws of physics. So, you know, you go like this to someone, I go like this to you, you're going to push back as hard as I push forward. It's like that in the world of psychology as well. So if you have kids... You tell your kid, go to sleep now. No. Go to sleep now! They'll yell back, no. You have to go to sleep now. Not a chance. So now you're in a power struggle. The more you exert yourself, the more they ex- exert back. So my wife always reminds me, don't make an issue of it. You make an issue of something, they're going to make an issue back. They don't even want to do it. They only want to do it because you said not to do it. Drop it. The best thing you could do most of the time is drop it. You don't want your kid to do something, don't nag them. Drop it. Distract them. I just saw a tshuva, the Sri Deyesh um, has a tshuva. You understand what parents had to deal with like a hundred years ago, or maybe a little bit less. You know, somebody came to the street, they asked, what should I do, what should I do, my son, what? yeah, what's the problem? He, he, he's doing magic tricks in yeshiva, what should I do? You know, a hundred, these were the big, you know, nesyoinos that they had to deal with, you know, in chinuch habonim. So the, the, uh, the Sridayish writes, he says, according to pedagogue moderni, according to modern psychology, the worst thing you could do is keep on telling him not to do it. 
Distract him. Send him to a different school. You know, but don't take it head on. So what do you do with your kids? Instead of saying, you have to go to sleep now, you say, Shefala, you want to go to sleep in two minutes? Oh, yeah, 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 okay, no problem. Yeah, you want to stay up another four minutes? Oh, yeah, yeah, four more minutes. Because what does the kid think? The kid thinks you're giving in to him. He doesn't have to go to sleep now. So the more it's apparent, the more it seems like you're not insistent, but you're giving in, so then pressure is released. That's the way it works in human relationships. And I'm applying it to children. It could be applied to other relationships as well. So, says the Mikhtam the same thing applies in the spiritual world. The, let's say a person is faced with a challenge in Kedusha. The Yitzhahara says, look, the worst thing you could tell the Yitzhahara is, no, I'm not going to look. Now you're dead meat. You're gone. You're finished. <laughs> the guy next to you looks five, five times more than you. It's only one time. You'll learn better. There is no way, says Mechtel Yo, you will overcome the Yitzhahara. Because the more pressure you exert against the Yitzhahara, the more pressure he's going to exert against you. Don't take on the Yitzhahara head on. Says Mechtoya, what should you do? You should give in to him. What do you do? How do you give in? You can't give in. You tell the Yitzhah, you're right. It's mamish very gishmak. And you're right, I shouldn't miss out on it. So I'm going to give in to you. Next time I walk by, I'm going to look. But not this time. This time I'm not going to look. Oh, Yitzhah says, you're giving in? That's like the sayer of the Egal. Where you make it look like on the outside that you're throwing the Yitzhahara a bone, but it's only an appearance, it's only a facade. You're not really giving in. You have no real plans on looking next time. You're just showing the Yitzhahara that, you know, you're not exerting a certain pressure. So you're not exerting the pressure, pressure is released, he rele- releases the pressure. And in all likelihood, the next time you're passing by, you won't even want to look anyway. He's not even going to show up. This is called Shaychad L'Satan. The best Shaychad L'Satan is what we call Machar tomorrow. Tomorrow. So you're in the middle of learning. And uh, you made the mistake that you brought your phone with you. That was the first mistake you made. The second one is you left it on. Okay. Now you feel, you know, you feel that sensation on your right side, somebody is trying to interrupt you. You say, Mastama, it's, the, it's um, the President of the United States, he wants my opinion on uh, national security, probably it's Pikuach uh, Nefashos, I need to interrupt my learning. So I can't, you know, I can't be Mavatel. The Yetzirah is going to give you every reason in the world. Shalom bias, every he has all the tricks. So how, how do you avoid the Yetzirah? If you're going to tell the Yetzirah, no, I'm not going to answer, it's not going to work. You tell him, it's very important. Next time I'm interrupted, I'm going to be mafsik. Not this time. This time I'm not going to be mafsik. The best weapon against the Yetzirah is tomorrow, next time, next time, next time. So I always wondered... Why does this work? Why is the Yitzhahara so foolish? So I saw this morning on the way here, 
just one line in the Mikhtab al I didn't realize he alludes to it, but the, I once saw in the Divrei Yoel, he's Mazber this very beautifully. He says at the end of the third paragraph, he says, Shekeshem shehu merameh kein behishtamesh bekele v'drachav efshar benachel arameh gamaisai. It's called, you give him a taste of his own medicine. You know why the Yitzhar is so foolish? Because he makes us look so foolish every single day. You hear a schmooze, okay, you know, I have to start learning halacha, I have to start learning musr, I have to start doing A, B, C, D. What is the typical reaction we have when we hear something that we need to do? No, it's not important. The Rav doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't have to... No. We always say, it's taka, very, very important. That's why I'm going to start tomorrow. It's very important. The Yitzhahara says, Avada, this is one of the most important things in the world, but today's not a good day. You know, what you're going to start today? It's not even the three weeks yet. Start Thursday. You're going to start during the three weeks. Start Rosh Chodesh Elul. Rosh Chodesh Elul. Start Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah. Start Yom Kippur. You still could do tshuva till Hanukkah. I'm going to start by the yard side of Rabbi Yishayel of Karaster. That's the day I should start. <laughs> There's always a better day. I'm going to start after tax season, after I marry off my next kid. This one was easy, but after the next one. There's always a machar that the Yitzhahara stalls us to. So since he could make us look foolish, basically what we need to do, it's by any Nisayan. Somebody says something to you that's insulting. Yitzhahara says, no, lash out at him. We're going to say, you're not to? So you say, next time he does it. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll say something tomorrow. It's the best tachbula against the Yitzhahara. Number four. Number four is very powerful. The Gemara Masech the Yuman Daf Pevav teaches us something very frightening. That even though we always talk about tshuva, 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 tshuva alone does not work for most Averois. If you violate an Asay, tshuva enoizoz mikan. Adshe nimchalulay. Tshuva works right away. If somebody violates a lav, tshuva suspends, you need to wait till Yom Kippur. Somebody violates lav sheyish boy kares, even Yom Kippur is not going to do the job. Tshuva suspends. Yom Kippur suspends. Chas a person needs other ingredients. The Gemara says, Yisurim, Chil Hashem, even all the above mentioned, don't do the job. Ad Yom HaMisa. It's a very frightening Gemara. You know, we like to avoid that Gemara. We like just to say, Uchuva, Utfila, Mavirin Esroya Hagazerod. Yeah, no kidding, Mavirin, but it's not Mavirin Esachet. Tshuva, sorry to break, break the news to you. This is a Gemara Mufareshes. Tshuva doesn't do the job. So what do you do? You ready for this? This is brought in the Sefer, Darke HaTshuva. I once heard this many years ago from a Rav Shor. I went and I bought the Sefer. Darke HaTshuva was written by Rav Lezer Nachman Pua, who is the Talmud of Ramami Pano, one of the early Mikubalim. We know a Suma is Choshev Kameis. A blind person is as if they're dead. So he makes the following Kabbalah If someone who can't see is as if they're dead, then what about somebody who could see and chooses not to? Then there's certainly Chash of Kameis. 
And if a person is maharher b'tshuva, and he says, you know what, I have a nisayon, I'm going to look away, not go there, avoid it. So now the person is rendering themselves blind by choice. Your chosh of kameis, it's mechaper kol avoynoisav. How's that for a day's work? It's better than Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, you got to sit in the show for 25 hours. And most of the chazanim are good, maybe some not so. And after that, it only takes care of asay and love. But you still, perhaps, there's still stuff to, to, to consider. In one moment, if somebody chooses to become a summa beratzayin, it's mechaper kalavaynoisav. So as difficult as it might be, you know, a person is afraid, uh, they don't want to miss out the Hana. This is a very momentous moment. This could be a very powerful moment in your entire existence. What time do I have till? Okay. Next. How often in life do we think, Ma'ani... Mechayai. See, the Yetzirah has this one mastered also. You know, if you don't get the Aliyah you want, or if somebody says something to you, that's usually not when a person thinks Ma'ani or Mechayai. The Ma'ani Mechayai usually comes if davening is 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Why should I come early to the davening and have the Talsim thrown on before and say all the karbanas you think it matters if I come early if I come a little bit late what difference does it make Hashem it makes a difference how much of the tefillah I say but we have this complex sometimes that we think you know I'm not a, I'm not a Rosh Hashiva I'm not a Chosh of a Magid Shir what am I? I'm just a Pasha Tayyid. What can I do in my life already? There's a very important Yisoyed. That the Maisim of a person make a difference in this world. It changes, it changes the world. It changes your house. It changes your block. It changes your city. Chazanish would, would say, you know, on that street corner... Two Talmidim were once talking and learning over there in that Makayim, you know, a few months ago. If, there, if people are learning in a Makayim, the Makayim changes. It becomes a different place. Everybody wakes up in the morning and they have Nesiyonos and they have challenges in the Nyanei Kedusha. And we know one of the reasons that Kaliso Rezoicha to be redeemed from Mitzrayim is we're Gadru Atzmam and Harayos. But how were Klal Yisrael able to be Godar Atzmam and Arayas? Say, so, well, I don't know, maybe uh, they, just, they just did it. But the matter says, no, they didn't just do it. They didn't have the Koyach just to be Godar Atzmam and Arayas. Because Mitzrayim was a rough place. Mitzrayim was uh, Sharnun. So how were Klai so able to be Gadar Atzman Barayos? Says the Medrash. Because Sarah Yimenu went down to Mitzrayim hundreds of years before and she was Gadar Atzman in Hoerva. So that gave Koyach. Then when Klai so got there, they had the vibes of Gedar in Hoerva. And the men, because Yosef went down there, he was Gadar Atzman, it changed the Makoim. 
So when Klai Yisrael got there, they had the Kayach to be Gadar Atzman. So if you wake up in the morning and you say, you know what, I'm going to be careful what I look, then the guy who rides on the train the next day, he's going to have an easier time. And it's going to be because of you. And you're going to make a difference in this world. And then the next guy is going to have an easier time. And then after 120, you're going to get upstairs and you're going to be collecting residual uh, income day after day after day of all the people that you affected. You never saw them. You never spoke to them. You don't know who they are. They don't know who you are. You changed the makayim. You changed your house. You changed your block. You changed your bus, your train, your car, your city. The Ramchal writes, if you look at number 12, there's a sefer called Maimar Ho'ikaram. He says, Tzach sheteda shekemoi shenitein la'adam sheyia mamshech la'atzmoi kedusha oizayama. Just like a person has the ability to draw holiness or impurity to themselves, You effectuate Kedusha through your Maisim or vice versa. So the Ikar is, when a person has an Asayan, you got to stop for a moment and say, you know, this is not just me. This is not just about, you know, a person says, this is, this is just me, a one-time test for me. What difference does it make? Adar ya, adar nisht. This is not just you. This is not just a one-time test. This is something that has what we call epic proportion. That's a big word today. That's a big buzzword. Epic. Everything is epic today. Every little thing is epic. This is really epic. Your Nisayan is something that makes a difference in this world. Here's another buzzword. I'm going to see who knows what this means. I'm going to see if you, who's really up to date over here. Okay, I'm going to give you a Rashi Te voice. Let's see if you know what it is. FOMO. Yeah, FOMO. That's... Very good. He got it, right? But I know you all know it, okay? But that's, that's a buzzword. FOMO. What does FOMO mean? Really, I don't want to be there. But I, how could I... I'm afraid I'm going to miss out. It's a real fear. You know, people are always worried that they're, they're missing out on something. Actually, I think that FOMO is a big part of what makes the Nisayan difficult for a person. Because the Yetzirah says, you're going to lose out on a Hana. That's the, that's the case that the Yetzirah is making. You're going to miss out on something. You're going to lose out on something. You're going to have a chisaran. You're going to miss out on something in this world. So I want to share with you a Gemara. And we'll try to glean one Nakuda from this Gemara. It's a famous story. The Gemara tells us about a guy who is careful and sits us. He heard about a certain Zaina. She charges 400 Zaz. So he goes there, he met, makes the date, he sets the time, he pays the fee. The Gemara says she's waiting for him on top of seven mitais. Each mita had a sulam, a silver sulam, the top mita had a gold sulam. She was waiting for him, he was ready to do the maisa. 
At the last moment, the tzitzis hit him in the head. He falls down to the ground. He desists. She comes down to him. She swears. What's wrong with me? Did, do I have a mum? How did you resist? So he tells her, look, the truth is, my tzitzis hit me. By tzitzis it says, Ani Hashem Leikeichem twice. The tzitzis appeared to me like four Edim. She said, I'm not letting go of you until you tell me your name, your city, your Rebbe, and your base Medrash. Now, I never understood why he divulged that information. I don't know. <laughs> but shortly later, the lady stops at the yeshiva. The Gemara says she took all her money. A third she gave it to the Roman government so that they shouldn't uh, harm her. A third she gave to Tzedakah. A third she took with her, except for the linen. And she comes to the base Medrash of Rebchia. She says, Rebchia be megayer me. Rebchia says, Shema enav nasan You obviously have an ulterior motive. She, gives, she tells him the whole story. No, I'm doing this to shame Shemayim. Wow, this is the power of Torah. Says Rabchia to this lady, go marry them, this guy. Oisan matzoi shehitzialoi be'iser, hitzialoi beheter. That linen that was going to be used for Avera, use it for a mitzvah. What do you see from this Gemara? I once saw some suggest, and I think it's uh, very reasonable, the Gra writes in the Evan Shlema that whatever Hana the Baltaiva gets illicitly, those who overcome the Yetzer will get that Hana easily. Or the, what the Gra says is, like we find, those who run away from Kavod, the Kavod will run after them. Says the Gra, Kenhu Bechal Hatavais. Meaning the principle is. There's no FOMO. You're afraid you're going to lose out of Hana? The Rebunisham will be Mazmin. They have to be careful. Doesn't mean you're going to be Mazmin. The, the pleasure, you'll have pleasure. You'll have that pleasure. You're not going to lose out. Whatever you're supposed to get, whatever Hana you're going to, supposed to get, the Rebunisham will be Mazmin. You're not going to lose out. The Yitzhahara says, no, if you don't look at this, your mom is going to be missing your whole life. Here's the aside. You tell the Yitzhahara, whatever Hana, I'm going to get at the Hana. I'm going to get an equal Hana. It's just as good. You don't ever have to have that Chalishas Hadas. That's what it is. Yitzhahara wants a person to have a Chalishas Hadas. You're missing out in life. If that type of lifestyle, that type of, uh, you know, whatever he's going to label it, that type of lifestyle, you're missing out in life. No, I'll tell you, not missing out anything. Adaraba. I'm going to have the Hanoi, I'm not going to be guilty about it. If I take this Hanoi now, illicitly, I'm going to feel bad about it. So I have nothing to worry about. By the way, I found the stipler, Mamish writes this, you saw it straight out. In the Krayna the Garta, he says, Kol ha-hanois sheha-odam nimna mehem mimnei kvoid shamayim mishtalim loi mimokoim acher beheter behem shechazman. You're going to get the Hanoi. Now just, you know, just for clarification, it doesn't mean, you know, 
But it means you don't feel you're missing out. You're not missing out anything. Hashem will be mamaleyet. Here's another uh, interesting uh, approach. You know, in this world, you could get insurance for nearly anything. You can insure anything, you know. You could get um, homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance, Sifrei Torah you could get insurance for, um, long-term care, if Chazanim have insurance on their voice, anything. If there's something in this world, you can insure it. There's only one thing that we don't have insurance on. Our children. And it's something everybody worries about. You know? Ma'iyah with our children. So actually, Chazal give us uh, a certain degree of insurance policy that we could try to acquire for our most valuable commodity. The Gemara says in Makos, on the, on the lav, not to eat dam, rak chazak levilti echol asadam, ki adam hu hanefesh, umayim dam shenavshe shalodam kotsa mimenu, hapoyrish mimenu makabal schar. Now who wants to drink blood anyway? Right? I got a shayla today, someone sends me a picture of an egg. You know, and in the picture there's like this little tiny, I can't even see it in the picture, little tiny, see, who, who wants blood? Rak chazak levilti echos hadam. That's what you need chazak for. So chazal say that if your mekabel schar not to have dam, gezel va'arayish shenav sheshod mesavelohen umachmadoson hapoyrish mehen alachas kama bekama sheyizkeloi uledoyroisav uledoyrois doyroisav atzayv kaladoyrois. Refraining from something that requires a skabras hayitzer, you'll have a zechus for many, many generations. Says the Chafetz Chaim in the Sefer Nidche Yisrael. Says the Chafetz Chaim, if a Jew is faced with a temptation, he says, Sarach Leida, Kalish Veish Bedoy Reisenu, Im Nizdamein Loi Eze Inyan Shal Isser Venezgaber Al Yitzrael Chvayd Hashem, Yizakeyo Akashmadriga Rama. But listen to what he says. You want to have children that have the fortitude to overcome the Sionites. You know, everybody wants to know, how do I imbue my child with a certain a spiritual strength that he or she could overcome the Nesionites HaChayim. Says the Chafetz Chaim, if you are Mizgaber on your Yetzer, the Rebbein will grant you children who are Giboyrim, Amitim, Keneged Yitzram, V'yizgu Lassois Tomir HaToi V'ayosher Be'enei Hashem. There's only one insurance you could have for your children. Your personal Hiskabros Hayetzer that nobody knows about. That's your insurance for your children. So if you're walking down the street and you know, you have an Asayan, don't blow it because this is not just for you. It's not just for the guy who's going to ride that bus after you. It's not just for the hundred people who are going to ride the bus after you. It's for your family. For your family, you want to have children who are Giboyrim? You want to have descendants who are Giboyrim? You want to be Zoycha, Doiroisav, Doirois, Doiroisav, Atsoyv Kaladars? I want to share with you one original uh, insight. 
sort of along the same lines. I haven't seen anyone who says it, but uh, to me it's very compelling. Sefer Bereshus ends. Vayar Yosef Ephraim Bnei Shileshem. That's the end of uh, Bereshus. Yosef saw to Ephraim three generations. Meaning, Ephraim, his children, his children, and the Apostle says, Gam Bnei Machir. Ben Menashe. So not only Menashe, not only Machir, B'nei Machir. You'll do al Yosef. By the way, that sounds like the other Shvatim were not Zoycha to this. That it's a Chidosh. Yosef saw great-grandchildren. B'nei Shilei. It doesn't say Levi saw B'nei Shilei Yosef was Zoycha to see B'nei Shilei And then Bereshus is over. That's the end of Bereshus. Yosef saw Shilashim. And I can't help but think, now remember when Yosef was faced with that temptation. And what does the Pasuk say? He refused. Vayimain. And what's the trap on Vayimain? Vayimain. Shalshalas. Why do you think there's a shalshelas on the word vayimain. Perhaps what the Pasuk is saying is, Yosef, don't think that your decision, it's just between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you and your neshama, you and your life. No, 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 no. This is a, a, a decision, this is a Hiskabras Hayetzer that will reverberate throughout the generations. You will be Zoichet. Don't think I'll ever forget about that, says Rebbein Sham. From that Vayimoyin, you'll have a Shalshelas. And sure enough, Bereshis does not end until in fact the Chumash says, Vayar Yosef Ephraim B'nei Shileshem. Don't think that you're small Nesioinais that you encounter in your life, it's just you and the Nesoyon and the Rebbeinah This is something that makes a difference and this is something that will reverberate until the end of time. It will make a difference to you, to your family, and to your descendants. Okay. The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Parak Lama Gimel, Pasuk Tesvav. The Oitzim Einav Mera Oispera. One who closes their eyes from seeing bad. What's the reward, says the Navi Yeshaya? Humeroimim Yishkain, Mitzadoy Slaim Iskaboy. Melech Biyafyoy Techazena Einecha. You know, what's all this? What's all this focus, this emphasis on Shmira Soinaim? Why is that so important? Aren't there more important things to wonder about? Marvra Boisai, what is this existence all about? What are we here for? Silsisham says, Yisoyed HaChasidus V'shor Shavoyda is HaAdam Lainivra. Ella lehisaneg al Hashem velehanos mizav shchinasa. That's what it's all about. To do what you got to do in this world, lehanos mizav shchinasa. Chazal tell us in a number of places 
מיש שרויה דבר ערווה ואינוי זון אינוב ממנה זויכה להקבל פני שכינה. מסכת דרך גרץ. מיש שרויה דבר ערווה ואינוי זון זויכה ומקבל פני שכינה. That's what the existence is all about. You want to put yourself in to elevate yourself, to be a kli, that you could be mekabel the pnei shechina, and be zoiche lehonis mizib ha But you need to have tahare nayim. If you want to experience the hana that you were created for, you want to make sure that the kalim that the Yubayin Shem gave you are in the proper shape to be able to experience that great hana. So when the Yetzirah comes, you tell the Yetzirah, you think I'm going to be missing out? No, no, no. Adarabah Yetzirah. You're going to make me miss out. There's something I'm waiting for. There's something I'm preserving these Enayim for that is far greater than anything you have to offer. And which is really the, the entire Tachlis HaChayim. To be Zoychele Hanois Mizib Shechinasai. So again, this is, you know, this is a madrega because in the heat of the moment, you know, that might not be what's foremost on a person's mind. But in preparation for such a situation, a person has to understand what they need to preserve the Einayim for. And if we could end, we mentioned that this is the month of Tammuz and Av, the, the right eye and the left eye, the month of Tammuz is the Chush of uh, the Einayim. The Shoymer Amunim brings that there's one comment of Targum that we also have to focus on. Because the Pasuk says, yishkain. He will dwell on high. But then the Pasuk continues, A fortress of, a rock-solid fortress will be his protection. Meim of Ne'amanim, his bread will be given. Rabbi say, take a look at the Targum in number 26. His soul will be sated with the Beis HaMikdash. Not everyone will be Zoichet to see the Beis HaMikdash. Wait, everyone's going to see it? Not everyone's going to see it. Who will be zoichet to see the Beis HaMikdash? The Mitzadoy Sloim Eskabay? The Melech B'Yafyoy? Who will be zoichet to techezeno einenu? The Oitzam Einav Mera Oispera. That's the simple reading of the Pasuk, says the Shem Ramunim. That the Oitzam Einav Mera Oispera, that the reward for closing and using discipline with one's eyes. The reward is So is there any wonder that the Avoid of Chodesh Tamoz and Av, the right eye and the left eye is to preserve the Kedusha Sawenayim because that's what we're yearning for this time of the year. We're all yearning that Koroid fell he sigua bein hamasarim. We're all mispalel b'sechazeno einenu b'shuvcha letziyin. But who's going to be zoicha to melech b'yafyoi techazeno einecha? The zechus is va'oitzem einav mera oispera. You know, sometimes you wonder. No, what did we do already that the Yibam Shalom is challenging us so much in this generation? 
bombarding us. You know, you say, well, why is this happening to us? Why is he doing this to us? Because he wants us to be zoicha, beis makdasha, tizba nafshe. He wants to give us the opportunity to sanctify our einayim, to preserve our einayim, that we should all be zoicha. So if I may, a very quick executive summary of these ten tachbulais. For Shmir Seinayim, number one, when you're Shoimer Einav, it's a mitzvah da'iraisa, it's an ace ratzain, you could use it to be mispalel. When the more, number two, the more a person closes their physical eyes, the more their ene haseichel are open. Number three, and this works the best, tomorrow, next time, next time, next time. Number four, Kaparas avoinois. If a sumas chashiv kameis alachas kam v'kama, someone who could see and chooses not to. Number five, your decision will be mashbia to make it easier for other people. Number six, there's no fomo. Any hana that you think you're losing out on, you'll get bederacheter. Number seven, it's insurance for your children. Number eight, shalshelas. You want to be zoicha to a dynasty. To Doirois, Vayimoyen. Number nine, Yubi Zoycha Lirois, Pnei Hashkina. And number ten, we should all be Zoycha, Vesachazena, Inenu, Beshuvcha, Latsiyon, Barachman. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.